you ever wanted to know the secrets to successfully juggling the demands of building a business and marriage and raising a family? If so, then this podcast is for you. Hi, I'm Monica Tanner, a wife, mama to four kids, and a relationship and intimacy expert. My mission is to ensure that passionate entrepreneurs like you never have to choose between your dedication to your family and your passion for your message. Having it all is absolutely possible. Welcome to On the Brighter Side, Marriage for Entrepreneurs. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to On the Brighter Side, Marriage for Entrepreneurs. I am equally giddy and honored to introduce you to my guests on the show today as co-hosts of the top marriage podcast in Apple Podcasts, The One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo speak to a worldwide audience about sex, love, and commitment and challenge every listener to make their relationship a priority. Their six pillars of intimacy have transformed countless marriages. Its ideas are simple, practical, practical, and powerful, you'll be inspired to look at your marriage through a new lens and be encouraged by its common sense approach. I am so excited that you guys are here. How are you guys doing, Tony and Elisa? Oh my gosh. Well, we're excited to see you again. Yes. Um, it it's is, great to it's be here, always Monica. fun when we get to have a conversation with you because there's just a lot of mutual respect for the work that you do in the yeah. marriage space and how you're pouring into marriages. So we're, we're super thrilled to see you again. Well, you guys know how big a fan I am of you guys. So this is just really such a treat for me, but I thought we could start for those who are not familiar with you yet. Tell us a little bit about yourselves, your family, and your mission. So we've been married 25 years. We'll start right there. We've been married 25. 25 years. We've known each other 27 years. We have a deep desire for marriages. We have been doing the One Extraordinary Marriage Show now for 12 years. We're closing in on 700 episodes. So our passion really is for couples and helping them to strengthen their pillars of intimacy. So that is our passion. We have two kids. One has already gone off to college. One is still here at the home and she'll be getting her driver's license soon. So that's, that's where we are here. And we live here in San Diego. So fun. So fun. So I thought I'd start you off with kind of a, a zinger here, but you guys have been podcasting, as you said, creating content, coaching couples for over a decade, 12 years, you said, right. And you've helped thousands, probably tens or hundreds of thousands of couples strengthen their marriages. So I wanted to ask you, what do you think makes the difference between couples who give up, get divorced, settle for mediocre marriages versus the couples who commit to putting in the effort fixing the cracks in their intimacy pillars and ultimately go on to enjoy extraordinary marriages. Mm -hmm. So it comes down to one word. It comes down to the word hope. Mm -hmm. Couples that don't have hope, they'll just stop. Couples that have even, like I say this often in my, to my coaching clients, I'm like, is there like, can I get like two or 3%? Like, can you give me just Mm -hmm. this tiniest margin of hope? Because I can work with that. If you have hope, then you're willing to take action. You're willing to try something new. You're willing to do something different. But when you get to that point and you'll hear it in conversation, people say like, I feel so hopeless. Mm -hmm. And that difference is the difference between giving up and saying goodbye. And the difference between what does it look like if we try? Yeah. And that's what we do here. We're all about infusing encouragement and hope into our couples in the one family and just sharing with them and going, okay, how can we be intentional? How can we take action so that we can have the extraordinary marriage we desire? Yeah. Mm, I love that. You know, I always say to my clients is knowledge is cute, but action is drop dead sexy, right? Like, I mean, that's great. I love it's it. very good. 
I love what you said about hope because I think it's so true. And I'm really, really, really excited to dive into the six pillars of intimacy. I mean, congratulations, by the way. This book is amazing. I read it cover to cover in like just a few days. Like I couldn't get enough of it. But I want you to talk about for just a second how you came up with this framework, this six pillars framework. So there's two different ways that we look at this. One is we've been talking about intimacy being more than just sex, literally from the beginning, Yeah. right? When we transformed our own marriage a million moons ago, starting with a 60 day sex challenge, what we discovered in that place was that intimacy for us wasn't just sexual intimacy. We couldn't have sex 24 hours a day. So how would we start to be in this place of going, well, how else do we connect? Where, where does that, that connection, that closeness get fostered? And we started exploring the fact that, well, there was this emotional connection that we would have, and we would talk about money. And and so over the last 11 years, we've been sharing these, this concept that intimacy was more than just sex with the one family. And in August of 2020, we were actually asked to speak at a marriage reset for our church here in San Diego. And typically we're invited to speak about sex. Uh, We've been speaking about sex for a long time. So people are like, oh, come talk about sex. And and Tony says, we're not talking about sex this time. And I'm like, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. I I wanted to do something different. And we could have talked about sex, especially sexual intimacy from different aspects, but it was just one of these moments where I was like, you know what? We really need to address the the bigger Mm -hmm. issue, the bigger, you know, the bigger picture of marriage. And that's where we begin to just go, okay, we hear it all the time. Intimacy. Somebody says intimacy, they mean sex. And we're we're like, no, it's not just sex. It's all these other things. And so we, we sat down and we came up with our power six. That was the original title. (laughs) Power six. And yet on our slides, one of them had these six pillars Mm -hmm. and it had a triangle. So it was a house. And I remember just coming off of stage and, and I was like, man, they really got it. They understood what we were saying. And we were just starting the process of helping them to understand the framework. And I remember just sitting down and our pastors just looked at us and, and she just goes, we need to work on some of our pillars. And I was like, pillars, what pillars? And then I remember, I'm like, the slide, the slide. Mm-hmm. And we walked out after that and people were like, oh my gosh, like we need to, we need to strengthen this pillar. Or we need, we're going to work on that pillar. And I was like, that's it. There it is. We we were able to bring intimacy together because we were able to show couples, like when you pour into these, they're they're strong, but when you let them go, there is going to be cracks. Mm -hmm. It's so funny because it happens to me all the time. It happened to me just this morning at the gym. When I tell people I'm a relationship and intimacy expert, they're like, oh, so you talk about sex. And I'm like, well, yeah, sex is really important, but there's so much more to intimacy and relationships than just sex. Right. So like, I love, I love this framework and I want to give couples like the listeners a really tangible example of how they can strengthen each of the six pillars, especially right now during the busy holiday season, then going into like setting goals for January. And then, you know, the, the, they call it the February slump, right. Where everybody's just kind of like, Oh, like, like I want to talk about each of the six pillars and how my listeners can kind of a couple tips or tricks that they can use to strengthen those pillars, like during this time. Does that sound good? 
Yeah, yeah I like absolutely. It. Let's do it. And that, you know, just as we go into this, that's really the beauty of the framework of the six pillars is that once you understand the general framework, whether we're talking a holiday season that gets really stressful, a life season that might be throwing you a curveball, you can actually lay these six pillars, this framework over whatever you're dealing with and start to go, okay, well, how do we, how do we address our marriage looking at it holistically? And so it becomes this, the six pillars has really become this equipping tool for couples to feel secure in their marriage and to be able to take action in their marriage. Mm -hmm. So the the first pillar that we always talk about is emotional intimacy. And so that's the connection, the closeness that's communicated through your words, your verbal, nonverbal communication. And, you know, as we're in the holiday season where sometimes under stress, people's words get a little short. Or a little grumpy, grumpy, maybe not so nice. More Scrooge than Santa. Yeah. Oh, I like that. More Scrooge than Santa. That's a good one. Yeah, (laughs) I like that. That's a soundbite. There we go. Tweetable. Tweet that. Tweet that, everyone. But this is really saying, you know what, where can we find those moments of connection where we can sit down and maybe we're having a cup of coffee, having a cup of tea, and we're just touching base with one another. We're not talking about, you know, the fact that you couldn't find the last five stocking stuffers. We're not, you know, grumbling about how much we're spending on Christmas, but it's just like, Hey, you know, you mentioned what, what do we want 2022 to look like? Mm-hmm. Right. What are we, what are we dreaming for as we wrap up one year and we head into the next year and really be able to create that safe space where I just want to like, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm right? It's been a crazy year or a great year or whatever it is. What are we going to do next year? And you cultivate that, that emotional connection with your spouse. Yeah. The second one is physical intimacy. And this is your closeness and connection with touch, non-sexual. Key element there. So we're going to get to sexual intimacy, but this one really, we, we realized over the years that people would say, I want intimacy. Mm -hmm. Again, they're saying sex, but then there, then that there's that fine line between the physical touch, the hugs, the holding mm-hmm. hands, the kisses, the cuddling that we send to skip over just to get to sex. Right. And this one is really important. And during this season, when there is a lot going on, when, hey, you may be going to see a Christmas light show, you know, or walking down the street to go see Christmas card lane or whatever it may be. And you have your kids, you and your spouse may be on the ends and all the kids are in the middle. You may want to reverse that a little bit. You may want to put you guys in the middle, holding each other's hand. And then the kids come off of that. You may want to make sure that there's a mistletoe up in your house and, and finding a time each day to find yourselves underneath that and kiss one another. It may be it's colder, right? I mean, this time of year, especially in the Northern hemisphere, it's colder. So it may just be this time of year where you're cuddling up around the, the fireplace. If that's mm-hmm. something you like to do, or maybe you're just cuddling up under on the couch, underneath the blankets together a little bit more. So just making sure that you're, you're just getting that touch. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not that it can lead to sex, but it doesn't have to. It's just knowing that you have your spouse, mm-hmm. you're hugging them, you're kissing them, you're holding them. And that you're just staying connected in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one thing that you guys talk about a lot that I, I just love. And, and that is asking your spouse how they like to be touched, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, we're all different. Like I know for me, I love to put my cold feet on my husband <laughs> in bed, right? Like that's just how like, I, like he's there, he's warm. Like I just put my, my feet and, and it's, and I, I finally, I just asked him, I'm like, do you like tell me how you really feel about it. And he loves it too. It's like our connection, our physical connection. And it's okay for a second that my feet are freezing cold (laughs) or whatever, but yeah. And, and the mistletoe thing, like, I love that. But 
asking your spouse, like, what is significant touch to you? What does it look like to you? And how can I, yeah, I love it. And, and, and couples are going to have different, like people look at us and, and we, we've shared many a times, like Elisa's not a big kisser. I mean, we did a whole series around the kissing game and how do we make that more prevalent, you know, for us. And, and for me personally, I've, I've shared this with her and she knows it. it's like when we're just driving down the road and I'm driving, like all she needs to do is pick up that left hand of hers, put it on my right knee. And it's like, ah, oh, like it's, it's great. Like there, there's just this like, Hey, you're driving. We may not even be saying anything, but I, I see you mm-hmm. and in that touch of her hand on my knee, just, it means a ton. And so we, we've shared those things, holding hands, obviously, when we go on walks yeah. are, are huge for us as well, just when we're walking down the beach and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just, just so everybody knows my leg is touching his leg right yeah. now while we're sitting here that on the is, interview. Yeah. We do, we almost every interview, we actually do maintain physical contact mm-hmm. throughout yeah. the entire interview. It, it may not be showing up here where other couples are. They're like, they're on each other. They're, 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 they're like this all the time. That's just not Elisa and I, I mean, us touching our knees underneath the desk here means a ton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So going on to the third intimacy that we talk about, we talk about financial intimacy and that this is one that often throws people because they're like, I, I don't think the words finances or financial and intimacy actually ever get into the same sentence, Right. but money is a factor in marriage. So what does it look like for a husband and wife to actually create and be intentional about creating closeness and connection around every aspect of your finances? Right. And the holiday season can be one of those times a year that can actually create quite a lot of disharmony, disunity <laughs> around finances. And so when it comes to the cracks in the pillar, yeah, the cracks get very visible. In fact, no joke, before this interview, we were talking about Christmas presents and having this very real conversation in real time. But when it comes to strengthening your financial intimacy during Christmas, what does it look like for the two of you to actually set a spending budget and stick to it, right? You want to build intimacy, stay within whatever the spending limit is, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Or or have conversations. Are Are we going to give gifts this Christmas? Are we going to do handmade gifts? And honoring what that looks like, you know, are we going to set a a limit of maybe it's not a dollar amount, but a number of presents and and really going into this place, especially as we head into a new year of saying, how do we build intimacy in an area that can drive? I mean, we hear it all the time that finances can be one of the number one causes of divorce. So let's build the intimacy around that so that 2022 looks super strong for the two of you. Yeah. And as you're going into 22, it may be the time, you know, after Christmas where you are, the two of you are going to sit down and just go, Hey, we're going to, we're going to really look at this. We need to look at our cash flow plan. We need to, we need to know what our budget's going to be each and every month, or at least get a plan of action. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's like, you got to get rid of some debt, or maybe it's like, Hey, you're looking to buy a new business or, you know, expand the current business or looking for a new job Mm -hmm. or a side hustle. Those are all in that. And, and during this time of year, it's something that a lot of us are thinking. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. And I think money is one of those areas where you're never, ever, ever going to 100% agree on all of it. Like there's just no way you have different ideas about money, you have different experiences with money, different triggers around money, different, you know, dreams and projections about money. There's so many layers of, of people's money ideas. So you're never actually really going to agree, but here's your opportunity to really create intimacy. When you, you get curious about each other, you get vulnerable about this area. And when you really like commit to creating 
a plan, a scenario that allows for both of you to not let, I, I always talk about this, but I hate the word compromise, right? Like compromise, like you give a little and we give a little, nobody wins, right? But instead, if we can create, if we can create, use money to create a place where both of us get seen, heard, validated, understood, and, and, and really get to use money to create the life and the dreams and the hope and possibilities that, that we both desire. That's when you really have built some intimacy around money. Yep. hundred percent. You're Love always it. going for the win-win instead of a win-lose. Yeah. <laughs> we're on the same team. Yes. We're on the same team exactly. and, and we're going to do it together. And how can we do that? Holding hands, looking at the problem in front of us and, mm-hmm. and going, Hey, together, we're going to figure out a solution. So that way we can move together. Mm. Oh, good. So okay. good. Yeah. The next one, spiritual intimacy. And at this time of year, I mean, this is what it's all about, right? Just the, the, the birth of, of Jesus Christ. I mean, it's Christmas day. That's what it's about. So how are you guys diving into that? Mm-hmm. Like, is it prayer? Is it maybe you're doing a devotional around the Christmas story? Mm-hmm. Are you reading it together? Are you doing communion, listening to worship music? That's more in this time. Like there's so many amazing bands out there that, you know, they do such great Christmas music, yeah. but they do it, it, the worship. So is it that? What, what are you doing? Are you going to Christmas shows together that are around the story of Christmas? So where, where are you strengthening your pillar in this moment mm-hmm. in time for some of you, it's Christmas Eve service or Christmas day services. You know what, how are you strengthening that? And it also ties into a little bit of the financial intimacy, because this is also a time of year where we are thinking about our tithe or our giving and, mm-hmm. and how are we going to, how do we want to support our church? Maybe it's our local church, or maybe it's, it's something broader. Maybe, you know, you have a heart for rescue missions. Maybe you have a heart for, you know, other organizations that are impacting people across the world or kids. And this is a time where you guys get to go, how are we going to bless somebody else? Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? And that can get really deep. It can get really deep and and it it encompasses some of the other intimacies. It could encompass the financial intimacy or emotional intimacy. And yet when you're going through this time of year, it's like, how am I a blessing and how are we a blessing to others? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're blessed to be a blessing. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's why we have what we have, because when we actually give away what we have, that spirit of generosity really does impact, it, it impacts the world. Mm-hmm. And so it's looking at that. But after spiritual intimacy, we often talk about recreational intimacy. And this is this is the fun stuff that yep. the two of you do together. And what I love about this time of year is there is no shortage of opportunities to have fun together. Tony mentioned a few minutes ago, you know, whether it's candy cane lane or Christmas card lane or wherever it might be where you live, wherever the lights are right? What does it look like for the two of you to drive down that street or walk down that street in that area and just, you know, be a kid again, right? Ooh and ah over the Christmas lights and all the amazing displays. There are Christmas shows galore that the two of you can go out and do Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. Our personal family favorite is Elf. We will all curl (laughs) up on the couch with us in the middle, kids on the outside and watch Elf or the Santa Claus or, you know, people love Home Alone or, you know. um, Christmas Story is also another favorite, but but Elf for sure will watch. I feel like no matter how many times I watch Elf, I still like belly laugh out loud. Oh, yes. I even know what's coming and it's still so funny. (laughs) Like the crosswalk scene, right? When he like goes. Yeah, it's always like, oh. And that's part of it. Santa's here. We need to be able to laugh. Yeah, the the, the gimbals. We need to be able to laugh 
together in the season and have fun. One of the biggest struggles that I think a lot of couples have, not just in the Christmas season, but overall, especially if they've been married for a while, is the fun Mm -hmm. for a lot of couples starts to disappear. And so really, as you're building your recreational intimacy, as you're looking at what are the experiences we're having? What are the memories we're creating? Mm -hmm. Keep that three-letter word in the back of your mind going, how are we, ha- we going to have fun? Where can I put a smile on my spouse's face? What can we do together that creates a new memory? And that really drives your recreational intimacy. Yeah. And the best way to look at this is, I mean, recreational intimacy are your dates and your activities you're doing together mm-hmm. and you're having fun. So what are, you, what are you doing in this season? Yeah. And I think I, sometimes we get so focused on the traditions, like our yeah. family traditions and the traditions we have our, our friends and, you know, extended family, things like that. We sometimes forget the traditions that we have together as a couple. So like, it's really important to be thinking about what traditions do we create together just yeah. that just we participate in, right? That are traditions that are fun and creating memories. And yes, so, so good. Yeah. Okay. And the last one, sexual intimacy. That is <laughs> that is the, the, the last That's the one of, everybody expects us to lead with. And yet we, we really purposefully put that last mm-hmm. because we want you to strengthen everything. We know you, you want to dive in and you want to have sex with your spouse. And yet when you strengthen your emotional or your financial mm-hmm. or your spiritual intimacy, it's amazing how much stronger and how much closer you are in your sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. So this time of year, in all honesty, Elise and I are all about scheduling sex. Okay. And this time of year, especially with everything that's going on that we've shared that you could be doing and strengthening your pillars, mm-hmm. sometimes sex gets sort of put to the back of the burner because it's just sort of like, well, we got this and we got the kids and we got to go shopping. We got So how are you scheduling sex mm-hmm. this time of year and being purposeful? You can still be spontaneous. You can still have fun. You can still do things that you weren't expecting and be creative with one another. And yet put it down on your calendar Mm -hmm. so that the two of you know, because of your calendars start getting full, Mm -hmm. like, hey, we know on Tuesday night, we're going to have sex. Or it may even be Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon, because we know the kids are all going to be gone with grandma and grandpa. Yeah. So take advantage of that. Let's let's make sure it's on our calendar. And Elise and I have done this now for 13 years, not just around the holiday season, but in our entire lives. Like yearly, we know that we are going to have sex two times a week. Minimum. Minimum. We have been doing that for 13 years now. And it has honestly been one of the best things for us to strengthen our sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. And during this time of year, we we get a little crafty because there was a time when Christmas morning or Christmas day, we definitely would have sex. We would, we would be with the family and and we would go to one family's house, my aunt, my uncles, but at least, and I always seem to forget something at my mom and dad's house, which was <laughs> a mile know, away, a mile or two away. And we would so happen like in the middle of the day, be like, Oh gosh, we forgot something. We'd take off over to mom and dad's house, have sex. And then, Oh, come back. Like with our, <laughs> whatever item we forgot. <laughs> now your family's going to listen to be the, to this and they're going to be like, you didn't forget anything, you big jerks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> we, we told them. We, we grew up and actually confessed. Yeah. But <laughs> it's about being creative because again, this is another way to, to make the two of you a priority in a yeah. season where marriage, where your spouse can easily take a back seat. And so, you know, scheduling doesn't have to be down to the minute. You might look at your calendar for the next week and say, okay, you know what? I know, like Tony said, I know on Tuesday or I know on Wednesday, we're going to have some time. Mm -hmm. 
So let's just pencil it in on Wednesday. We're talking about it. We're thinking about it. You, you know, you can get into that headspace of going, I know this is going to happen. And along with the sexual intimacy, I mean, I share this with a lot of women when I'm coaching them one-on-one, but you know, new lingerie, new sexy underwear for him. It's like gift wrap. Okay. If we can just be real, and this is the season of presents, right? So don't be afraid to get some new gift wrap ladies or men and allow your spouse to unwrap a present. Like if I can just be so bold, unwrapping presents is a lot of fun, especially if there's, you know, your spouse underneath. So <laughs> add that into your sexual, into, have fun with it. Yeah. Right. Because again, the more we can introduce fun and connection and closeness, yeah. As we end one year and head into the next, it shifts the entire dynamic. It, it brings back that hope, going back to the first question you asked, yep. for what's possible going into a new year. Oh, good. I think I just want to put an exclamation point on the word fun. Like, how can we make this fun? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really when it comes down to it. Having so more fun. good. So good. Okay. So I'm going to ask you the question I ask all my guests at the end okay. of the episode, but if you had the undivided attention of every married couple in the entire world for just a few minutes, what is the very best advice you could give them about how to create an extraordinary marriage? I know exactly what you're going to say. I, I'm going to say you need to be intentional and you need to take action or whatever it is. Like you got to be intentional. The, the, marriage does take work. Mm -hmm. This isn't a fairy tale. You are going to have to put in a lot more than you thought when you said I do, but I will tell you when you take action, Mm -hmm. what you're going to reap and the reward and the extraordinary you're going to have is going to be, is going to far outweigh it. You just need to know that you got to be intentional in the, in these areas and in these pillars to have that. Mm -hmm. And just to add on to that, because I would say the exact same thing, great marriages don't happen accidentally. Mm -hmm. If you see somebody's Instagram feed and it looks perfect, even getting that perfect picture took a whole lot of effort. They were intentional. They probably took 25 pictures to get the one they put up on Instagram for you. So, so they, they're doing exactly what we're saying. They're being intentional and they're taking action. If you do that and you do it consistently, that would be the only word I would add, be intentional, take action and do it consistently. You'll, you'll transform your marriage. You can't not transform your marriage if the two of you are intentional and take action. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love this. This is so amazing. Thank you so, so much. Tell my listeners where they can find you. Run extraordinary marriage, family. Yeah. yeah. All of that. Best place. We'd love to see you. You can go to one extraordinary mm-hmm. If you'd like to uh, listen to a, the one extraordinary marriage show, open up your favorite app, which you're obviously listening to right mm-hmm. now, because we have the amazing Monica here with us. Just look up and, and search for one extraordinary marriage show between those two places. You'll find everything else that we do. Oh, good. And make sure you grab a copy of the six pillars of intimacy and get it in your spouse's stocking. Yes. Actually, w- while we're talking about that, you probably also want to get a date night journal for your spouse's uh, stocking too, which is my journal that where you can document your love story one date at a time. So anyways, thank you guys so, so, so much for coming. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Tony and Elisa. They have been doing this for a really long time and I love the insight and just practical tips that they have and the loving way in which they talk about the importance 
importance of all the different types of intimacies. And I want you to keep the momentum going. And what I would love for you to do is just as you are listening to that episode and the six different pillars of intimacy, I want you to pick one of those pillars where you might be weaker than the others. And I want you to make a list of five things that you can do to strengthen that pillar. So whether it is emotional or physical, spiritual, financial, recreational, or sexual intimacy, I want you to pick one of those six and I want you to write down five things that you can do to strengthen that pillar. And then if you dare, I want you to email me. I want to hear from you. Send me that list of those five things and I will help keep you accountable. So you're going to pick one of the six intimacy pillars. You're going to list five things that you can work on to strengthen that pillar. And then you're going to email me and let me know what those five things are. And then you're going to have a merry, merry, merry Christmas holiday with your family. And I will We'll see you same time, same place next week. And until then, have courage, be kind, and stay on the brighter side.